We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everyone. It is Wednesday. It is September. It is the 3rd of September, and there's another edition of the Morning Grind here. I am not Stevie TPFL. He is currently over in Florida, hopefully dry, hopefully safe, hopefully all, all good over there. The hurricane's going on, so we're not sure if he has internet right now, so I am taking over. I'm hosting today. He'll be back tomorrow, but you get stuck with me for the next hour or so, and you're stuck with a guy. Everyone should know by now, Blender HQ. How are you doing over there? Blender HD. It's lineup HQ. I did. I, I know I did a tutorial about it with Britt, but oh, I, I didn't change my name to that. I'm not that into lineup <laughs> HQ. I don't know. I'm, I'm not real good with acronyms. It, it always seems to get me. I always mess them up. I don't know why. It just happens. The other thing I always do, whenever I tell people something, I'm like, oh, I'm 240 pounds or 140 pounds. They're like, you're not 140 pounds. I'm like, I'm at 240 pounds. I always screw up the first number in everything. So I hope you're not doing that with baseball stats. You must think that uh, (laughs) some of the Marlins are really good hitters. (laughs) Well, I see them correctly in my mind. I process them correctly. But sometimes when I say things, it's not actually what I'm thinking, which is probably why. That's not good for a podcast. That's a disclaimer now. So if you get anything wrong, it's because of that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I've been doing this for four years now, and. I haven't been fired yet, so we'll see how much longer I last here. But we got a nice little eight-game slate on our hand. We got some pitching. We got some hitting. We got everything under the sun here. You ready to roll? Sure. How about our sponsor? Uh, we're currently working on that. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get rolling here. We got Pittsburgh versus Miami. We have a nine total right now. And we have Williams going up against Duggar. It's over in Pittsburgh. Let's start off with Duggar here going up against the Pittsburgh's bats here. we got a righty going up against him. Any interest in him? Well, I know his last outing he faced, what, the Reds in Miami? And he actually did very well. But he's really not that good of a pitcher. And against Pittsburgh, I, Pittsburgh's I think, a better team than the Reds. Uh, they don't offer that many strikeouts. I mean, they don't have a ton of power. It's, I mean – I don't think he does that poorly, but they have a 5.3 implied run total, and he's 7,100. I prefer, I prefer taking the pitcher on the other side of the game that's facing the Marlins than playing the Marlins pitcher. Yeah, no, it's probably a smart move. Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a huge clip. Duggar's not that great now that I have a strikeout pitcher. And, yeah, let's go over to the other side because this is a similar pitcher, but a whole different matchup that, gosh, this 
looking at play deck, he was just beautiful or ugly, depending on how you look at it. Every single time you look at the Miami lineup, any interest in Williams here? Oh, I, I'm very interested. I think he'll actually be one of the chalkier pitchers on the slate at 6,600. Uh, the, the Miami Marlins have a 3.8 implied run total. They, they have a ton of righties. Typically, Trevor Williams does worse to lefties. He's had two good outings, 20-plus point uh, DK points. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm never thrilled to play Trevor Williams, but he's 6,600. I think uh, against the Marlins, like, I'd be willing to play him up to, like, 7,800. So, at 6,600, for the context of this slate, there's probably one pitcher you want to pay up for. This is kind of, like, as low as I'd go, and it's against the Marlins with a 3.8 run total. Yeah, my only problem is every Pittsburgh pitcher is a certified loser. Hey, Kirk Deasy. Uh, but <laughs> the Marlins are much bigger losers. I mean, just looking at this, not a single Woba over 319, not a single ISO above average, like in strikeout rates galore, 24% strikeout rate. Yeah, he's going to be the chalk, and I understand fading it, but there's really no need to fade it here. I mean, ownership is probably going to be fairly high, and I'm waiting to see what Jamino has to say, but if there's even if there's going to be a ton of ownership, I'm probably just going to play him just because it's an eight-game slate. There's not really a whole lot going on here. There's not really a whole lot of good pitchers. There's one other guy that you can look at that's slightly more expensive, but we'll get to that later. Uh, any interest in any of the Miami bats? Well, I mean, I'm always interested to some extent when what this other pitch, the pitcher against them is going to be extremely chalky possibly, and they're not a good pitcher. So, like – I can't pay 4700 on DraftKings for John Birdie, but, I mean, maybe I can make a three-man here. I mean, it's not something I want to do. I'd rather just play Trevor Williams, but if he's going to be 40% owned or something, if he ends up in that range, like, I, I always have to look, depending on who's in the lineup, maybe if Eason Diaz, a lefty. I want to see what lefties are in the lineup. I'm more likely to play them than the righties. Yeah, my real problem playing in Miami Bats is – there's no power. There is absolutely no power. I probably have as much power as half the guys in this lineup, and I don't have high self-confidence, so that does not bode well for them. I don't think I'm playing any of them, even as a leverage stack. Probably not worth it. It is an eight-game slate, which probably gives a little bit of credence to it, but they're just terrible. If they do put up eight, nine, ten runs, it's probably coming from singles, maybe one or two doubles, and it's just Babip and walking, which Williams doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. This isn't really – a spot where they can put up a huge amount of fantasy points. So I'm crossing off. What about over on the other side with Pittsburgh? I'd like them more if they weren't so expensive for being pirates. I mean, to make this stack, you're, you're, you're taking essentially their top four hitters or, or average salary is 5K. So you're paying like 24K for the pirates and they're not worth 24K. So if you want to take some one-offs, I think the bats in this game are going to be low-owned. So if you wanted to take some one-offs on this side, sure, against Duggar, you take a Bell, you take a Colin Moran, you take Adam Frazier. If he's leading off, I'm much more likely to play him at 4,100. But, like, but, I mean, why am I paying 4,800 for Brian Reynolds in Pittsburgh? So, like, it's, it's not appealing necessarily even as one-offs and definitely not a stack. Yeah, I think most of my interests are actually in the right. He's Duggar. We don't have a huge sample size, but – He's given up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact to right. He's been most a little bit more ground ball oriented towards lefties. You look at his pitch type. He throws a sinker basically to both sides, but he throws a curveball a whole lot more to lefties than he does to righties. So the ground balls could be a little bit more – could be fairly accurate. I don't expect the K rate to be nearly the same judging on side to side here. Yes, he does have a slider. So honestly, like 
if we're looking at prices, nothing really stands out to me much. I like Jose Ozuna. He'd probably be the most likely candidate to hit a home run here. I don't mind Bell. I don't mind Reynolds. Marte is not a bad play. A guy going up against a big fly ball pitcher who only hits fly balls at 28% clip, but his hard contact rate is 40%. Going to go virtually unowned because of how he's played this season. So those would be the guys I would look with, but nothing really stands out here. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Minnesota versus Boston here. Erod going up against Barrios. Massive 11 and a half total here. Let's start off with Barrios, great pitcher, going up against a great hitting team in a very good hitter's ballpark. Any interest in Barrios here? This game is weird because the pitchers in this game aren't bad. They're not the greatest of pitchers, but they're not bad pitchers, and the total's still 11.5. I think a lot of that has to do with the currently projected to be 12-mile-an-hour wind blowing out, and it's Fenway Park, which is a great hitting environment to begin with. So, like, like, I, I can't see playing either pitcher in this game. Like, just from a raw talent perspective, they're much better than most of the pitchers on this slate, but they don't have to face the teams that they're facing. So, like, Barrios, I'm, I'm kind of scared of the Red Sox, and with Erod, I'm scared of the Twins. Yeah, no, I'm kind of on the same page. Both of these pitchers are very good, but they're both kind of, like, induce soft contact or get ground balls. Like, just don't really allow a whole lot of damage. Don't walk too many guys for Barrios. But the problem is they don't have a high enough K rate, like 22% for essentially both of them, 23% for both of them here. You're taking a shot on these type of matchups where there's a massive implied team total for both teams and the wind's blowing out and it's a great hitter's ballpark. Like you're taking a shot on pitchers with massive K rates who have the talent, um, but they could like a guy like Gallon would be more interesting in a spot like this, like can get wild, can somehow suppress runs, but still going to get possibly 10 strikeouts here. No way that Barrios or Erod end up getting 10 strikeouts in this matchup. So I'm kind of right there with you. Let's start off with the Minnesota bats. Any interest in them with this big old applied total with the wind blowing out? I, I look at this game and with the prices on these bats, I'm less inclined to stack and more inclined to play one-offs or three-mans. And if I were to choose to, to play more bats, it would be from the Twins because I want to play the righties against Erod. So, like, Nelson Cruz, Polanco, like, like Garver's 5,500, a catcher. I mean, oh, I don't want to do that. You don't Crone. want to pay 5,500 for two bombs? Well, if he had, if you guarantee it, sure, I definitely would want to do it's that. It's a guarantee every time he goes up against the lefty. Oh, okay. So maybe I got to think about it. <laughs> uh, the the reason that I, I I like the Twins more than the Red Sox is because I respect the Twins bullpen more than the Red Sox bullpen. I respect the pitchers in general. So like, I don't see Berrios or Erod necessarily getting blown up. So do I want to pay nearly twenty five k for a stack? Of like, yeah, maybe they hit their implied run total of five or six, but that ain't, that ain't gonna at these prices. That ain't gonna win you the slate. So if I were to stack, it would be more likely on the Twins side, only because I think the Boston bullpen is nowhere nearly as good as the Twins bullpen. Yeah, I'm more looking at Garver and Cruz's potential high-priced, lower-owned one-offs here going up against the lefty, where they've absolutely destroyed them. Crone, Sano, Crone started a little bit better recently. Sano obviously can hit anyone. Big K-rate guy, so it's a little tough to play him. But all these guys that just absolutely mash left-handed pitching are all very much in play for me, especially over in this good Harris ballpark. It may not be great for home runs, but it's pretty darn good here for uh, doubles and triples and stuff like that. So they could end up easily hitting bombs here. So I like those big power bats. But, yeah, I'm probably not stacking them up here. 
And then you said you're not stacking at Boston. Any individual bats you're looking at? Well, I mean, I, I, against Berrios, he's kind of neutral splits. I mean, I prefer the lefties. I mean, I prefer like a Devers. I prefer like Moreland is 4,100. I can deal with that. Ben Attendee at 4,200. But I mean, Betts is under 5K. So, I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm going to play a three man on Boston, I'm probably going to end up being, it's going to be Betts, Devers, and then some a cheaper player. I could even play Jackie Bradley at the bottom of the, lo- bottom of the order. But I, I still, I respect Berrios as a, as a pitcher enough that I just, I don't see the Red Sox putting up 10 runs this game. The game goes over. The game gets 12 or 13 runs. It's a seven to six game. But I'm not sure at these prices that a full stack ends up winning a large field GPP. Yeah, kind of right there with you. Nothing really stands out. The prices are a bit high. I probably will end up stacking up Boston just because of what they can do to anyone. But it's it's not a great – it's it's not – like you look at the implied totals of all the teams on this slate, they're not the most likely to end up with a massive game. Like they're most likely to have – a hit the over probably or fairly likely to hit the over but they're not the most likely to win a slate so i'm right there with you let's move on to the next game here we got fever going up against nova uh 11 implied total here no 10 implied total here eight implied nine implied whatever it is bieber going up against nova i can't do math right now uh let's start off with nova here going up against cleveland any interest in him not a chance well he's 5100 i was gonna just say night a chance but he's close to that. He's close to the range where I'm like, can he pitch 90 pitches? And, uh, you know, what does he have? Look look at what Dylan Cease did against this team. Of course, when I have most exposure to the Indians, he comes out in the 11 strikeouts. But, I mean, Nova's not a pitcher that I'm thrilled about. I, I, I don't think on this slate that you need to play a pitcher this cheap. I think you could just play Trevor Williams and be fine at 1,500 more. But – he does fulfill the requirement of like he's not only can pitch ninety pitches, he can pitch hundred and five pitches, and he's fifty one hundred. So if you don't believe in the Indians at all, like that we see the eight mile an hour wind blowing in, possibly based on these uh, what I see from the the weather, we'd have to check Roth. But I don't consider it crazy. I don't think it's something I'm doing though. I think it's crazy because it's Ivan Nova. Yes, he had one good game versus one very bad team. But it's Ivan Nova. Don't don't do it. Fourteen percent K rate. Yes, he could prevent runs, but he doesn't have. It's it's not going to happen, especially against a good Cleveland team. Uh, what about over on the other side? Clear ace of the slate, one of the best pitchers in the league, going up against one of the highest strikeout rate teams on the league. I'm just going to say I'm locking him in entirely. What about you? Well, in GPPs, if I'm playing, you know, if I'm playing eighty lineups, I'm not, I mean, I'm not playing him. And a hundred of you know, and hundred percent of them, but the it's it's all a construction play. So like, if you're playing Bieber, you're probably playing Bieber with Trevor Williams, which limits the stacks that you could play. So the only reason that I will not have a hundred percent Shane Bieber is because maybe I do want to play more expensive stacks, and I just have to hope that Bieber doesn't put up a ceiling game. If Bieber puts up, even if he puts up 30, 32 points on DraftKings. Like, that may not be necessary, depending on, you know, a stack that goes off for 14 runs. So, but obviously, if he puts, like, just with, like, the no-hitter for Verlander, if he puts up 61 points, you're going to need him. And I think he's by far the only pitcher on this slate that could put up that type of score. Yeah. Yeah, did Verlander put up a no-hitter on Saturday? 
Yeah, sixty-one DK. Uh, that's why I thought I saw the, I saw the thing, but I was I was at a wedding, so I I didn't actually follow through. According on to it. you, if you looked at it, if, if you said he, he gave up ten hits, huh? Because you put the one before the zero. Oh yeah, that's that's well. I don't add numbers. I just switch numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was at a wedding and I saw that. And now I'm just at this moment remembering that I saw it. So in any case, yeah, weddings are fun. Uh, what about any Chicago White Sox bats? Well, Bieber's going to be popular. You could, I mean, I'm I'm trying to make that justification, but they're not even cheap enough. Like, yeah, sure, if, you, if Bieber gets hit once or twice or something, you want to play Eloy Jimenez, you want to play in Abreu or anything. Uh, Sure, I get it's an eight game slate. There aren't as many options as it were to be on a full slate. So there is a reason behind doing it. But like, I'm not taking five of these guys. Like, I'm just like, there are lower owned options. I'd rather play the Marlins against Trevor Williams than play the White Sox at these prices against Jane Bieber. I mean, here's the thing the price is different, but their actual upside is different too. A lot of these guys have a lot, well, five of these guys have a lot of power. The other four guys, <gasps> Polka's back in our life. I forgot about that. Uh, potentially Polka in the lineup, but five of these guys have a ton of power. Honestly, if I'm not going 100% on Bieber, I'm probably going to have one White Sox stack just because there are guys with power here, and Bieber does give up a pretty high hard hit rate and these guys can all hit the ball out of the park easily their prices aren't that bad i mean no one's over 4.2k you can still you said vomit stacks anything where you can get a lineup under 20k well guess what this is at 19.9k for five hitters for a full stack here you go tim anderson through Eloy. so in giant field tournaments it's an eight game slate it's small enough where you can take a shot on it i don't know if i will but i'm just playing the devil's advocate here what about over on the other side with Cleveland going up against an absolute trash number? I mean, I like Cleveland as a stack. It's just a matter of fitting in Lindor and Santana because they're over 5K on DraftKings. But all the rest of the hitters are reasonably enough price that you can make you can make that five five man stack for for under 22K. Mercado or Allen or Naquin, whoever's in the outfield, Reyes Puig. You take two of those guys. Kipnis may be back in the lineup for 4,200. If he's not, you can play Mike Freeman if he's in. But, I mean, it's Ivan Nova. He doesn't have much of a strikeout rate, so the ball's going to be put into play. So I don't mind stacking against him. Just understand that, you know, a lot of the Indians have uh, don't have the highest of fly ball rates. I'm much more – against Nova, I'm much more inclined to prioritize uh, the guys that do hit more fly balls. Uh, and play those guys over the, over the, the like Tyler Naquin or something like that. Like I'd rather I, I want Jacob Bowers to be in the lineup. I don't want Greg Allen to be in the lineup. I don't want I don't want they'll just ground ball them to death. So like if you're going to play Indians, play the guys with high fly ball rates. Fran Mill Reyes is my favorite going up against a low strikeout pitcher here. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm pretty much good with all those guys. And yes, you should make a emphasis on fly ball guys like Santana, like Puig. Um, but uh, honestly, I'm fine with any of these guys here. The prices are a bit restrictive, but once you get down, like after the one, two or one, three hitters, like you're getting four, one, four, three, four, two price guys here. And you can even throw Perez in there at 3.7. Dude has some pop. Pretty sure I saw a few home run notifications from yesterday or today. I can't remember. Time is, time is tough. Uh, but yeah, all these guys are pretty darn good hitters. Nova's a terrible pitcher. It's a terrible bullpen. I like the stack here because there's not a whole lot of stacks I really like on the slate. So they're one of the top ones for me. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Bumgarner going up against Waka, a 
total here. Start off with Bumgardner here on a slate where Bieber is going to be ultra, ultra chalky. And we have Bumgardner in uh, St. Louis and not in San Francisco. Are you using any Bumgardner? I don't think so. It's just a weird price point. Just like he doesn't fit the context of the slate. Facing a team that is mostly righty. So strikeout rate is just above league average. Uh, I'm, I'm not a Bumgarner person to begin with. I'd rather play him in San Francisco. And, like, I'll find the 1,100 and get Bieber. Like, I, I don't see Bumgarner putting up a ceiling result here. It doesn't mean I want to play Cardinals bats, but it just means that, like, if he was 9,200, I'd have much more interest. And then you can make different constructions. It's like the, the extra 1,100 doesn't get you anything, like anything more that you can't already get yourself by playing uh, a, a cheaper SP2. So maybe he does come in sub 10% owned, and maybe I can have some interest there. But I, I can't see Bumgarner outscoring Bieber uh, if they both have decent outings. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just don't play Bumgarner that much on the road, especially, like you said, against a righty-heavy team like this. just doesn't seem worth it to me. It's a decent ballpark. It's not going to be terribly hot. But I, I just don't see using him. What about over on the other side here with Waka, who is someone I absolutely hate playing, but I like targeting pitchers versus San Francisco occasionally. I think Walker is going to be quite popular, especially if you want to fit in even – I mean, because he's 700 less than Trevor Williams. So I think most, most builds you're going to see are going to be Bieber with Williams or Bieber with Waka. And I prefer Williams against the Marlins – then Waka against uh, the Giants, who have enough lefties and are playing in a better ballpark than the Marlins in Pittsburgh. So, like, to me, I'm someone that plays Waka more often than not. But I'm kind of – I'm going to play the ownership game. I'm going to go to Jamino's hamster wheel of ownership. You know, when the hamsters spit that out at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, if I see Waka at a fairly hefty uh, – you know, if, if Walk is actually higher projected owned than Williams, like I want to see that. I, I'll play Williams, and then I'll play the Giants. Then. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fair. I mean, Giants do have a little bit more pop in their line, oh, a lot more pop in their lineup than Miami does. They are a decent hitting team occasionally, and they're obviously a lot of their numbers are wired down from playing over in San Francisco, but they get a giant ballpark upgrade here. And, like, looking at their prices, they're not terrible here. I mean, pretty much everyone's cheap. I kind of like the San Fran stack. I wasn't thinking about it too much, but the fact that Waka might be a fairly chalky guy, I'm probably going to stack a lot of San Francisco here. I don't like him, but this is a ballpark upgrade, and people just immediately look at numbers, and their numbers don't entirely reflect how good of hitters they are because they play over in San Francisco. So you yeah, use San mean, Fran? Yeah, you already said. Yeah, you I mean, Yastrzemski, Belt, Dickerson, Crawford, and then you, shot, you throw in Longoria or Posey or Vote. If Vote's in the lineup, that's even better. Another lefty playing catcher. That they're all like 4K or less. So like you could build a stack for 20K. It's not exactly a vomit stack. It's it's on the vomit level. Uh, but if Walk is going to be owned, I'd run. You said it perfectly. Like this lineup is better than the Marlins lineup. And if I'm going to make a leverage stack on an eight-game slate, I'd rather it be this team than than a a team that righties in Pittsburgh aren't going to hit the. You can't hit it out there. At least in San, in St. Louis. I mean, they can, they can hit three home runs against Waka. It's our Waka can walk the moon, and that's even Look, better. Miami hitters can't hit it out anywhere except for the greatest hitter of all time, Lewis Brinson. I know how much you love him. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, what about over on the other side? St. Louis is silly cheap, but Bumgarner's just a good real life pitcher. He's been worse versus righties. Any interest in targeting them? I could play a three man. I could play Goldie, Ozuna, DeJong, right? Goldschmidt is 3,900. Ozuna's 4,200. DeJong is 3,700. They're the three power hitters in this lineup. And you could get him and you fill a shortstop spot. Like, I'm, I'm, if I'm not playing Bumgarner, I don't see any reason I may not full stack against him. But I see no reason not to play bats against him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, looking at his overall numbers versus righties, like just looking at the baseline numbers here, above average line drives, above average fly balls, above way above average hard contact, average strikeouts. He doesn't walk guys. But like so many to these numbers are just straight up based on him pitching in San Francisco. So you can have those type of numbers and still do well. Just look at Jeff Samarja. It's he's plays to the ballpark. And yes, he may switch things up a little bit when he's playing on the road. But these bats are just still silly low priced for how much power they actually have. The main three power bats, like you just mentioned. I'm right there with you with those bats. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Royals versus Detroit here. We have a nine and a half total. Eunice versus Jackson. Can we play Jackson here? Please, please just tell me no. Can he pitch 90 pitches? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> have we have, no we've seen him do it i mean he can actually yeah. do it are you telling me like i know it's edward jackson we see the name and it's like okay how do i stack the other team but the other team is the royals right so, so the royals aren't a good team so you're telling me that edwin jackson like it you'd consider it to be crazy to play a pitcher against the royals i mean i just more consider it crazy to play edwin jackson versus anyone i granted i've done it multiple times this season Worked out great once, I think. Lost all my money the other times, but like I just don't want to do it. But 4.4K at, I'm guessing, low ownership against an absolutely horrible KC lineup. Like, I think we can use him. I think you're right. I just think that he's not going to be used. I'm not saying – I'm trying not to make the case that I probably will not be playing him. Only I might why- play him. I really? might play him. You were t- telling me like I was crazy. I was trying to like say that you're not completely crazy, but I wouldn't do it because you have Walk at fifty nine hundred. You have Williams at sixty uh, six hundred. You have Junis at seventy five hundred. If you want to go up even more, you play Bieber. And like, do you need Edwin Jackson? Like, I could. That's why I said it's not crazy. Only because he can pitch ninety pitches and he's under five K and he stays. And it's it's the Royals. So like. I'm not saying that I want 10% of him in 100 lineups. I just, like, if I happen to get him and I need him and it fits in a 5-3 or something like that for stacks, like, I'm not opposed to it, but I'm not rushing out for it. Yeah, I'm not rushing out for it, but he's 4.4K. What? How many points do we need? Realistically, looking at the slate, we have two guys that can potentially put up over 20 points under 7K, maybe one guy. And he's 4.4K. We've seen him put up what is it, 16, 17, 18, 20-point outings? Literally, last time he played KC, how many points did he put up? I don't know how many. 20. So it has to happen again. No, it definitely does not have to happen again. I'm just saying, no matter how trash he is, like a lot of his numbers from early on the season where he was giving up a massive amount of runs, a massive amount of home runs have kind of subsided a little bit. Yes, he does have the occasional terrible outings, but he's gone against 
last 10 games, Minnesota twice, Houston once, Boston once. Like he's and he's played in Colorado. All in the last 10 games, half of his matchups have been absolutely horrible. And he's still been able to make it out five. His numbers are terrible on the season. He's not a good pitcher. I've spent way too much time dissecting Edwin Jackson. All I'm saying is I think Edwin Jackson has a good shot at a decent outing here. And people are not going to play him at all because he's Edwin Jackson, and that's entirely understandable. But this is not a bad matchup for him. All right, that's been way too much. What about Juton Silver on the other side? He's facing the Tigers. How do you not play him? I mean, that's – do I need to say I, – I don't even have to go into his, like, baseline metrics or anything. The Tigers are the Tigers are possibly worse than the Marlins. Okay, and don't ju- go that far. Okay, I maybe – they have more power, but they strike out more. Like, the Marlins don't strike out as much as the Tigers do. Yeah, they and might Judas, be better for fantasy pers- purposes, but I'm not sure the lineup's any better. No, that's true, but I only care about fantasy purposes. And that is also true. They don't walk a whole lot. They strike out a ton. They don't have a whole lot of power. They don't have a whole lot of good hitters. Yeah, Eunice is definitely one of the better plays. I mean, I think it's bet- you're better off going up to him than Williams, but obviously salary is a thing. So, yeah, um, using any Detroit bats? Uh, I don't see Eunice getting, like, that much traction where he becomes, like, chalky chalk that I would He's want He's 7-5 with an average K rate going up against Detroit. I think that – Yeah, but you have Trevor Williams going up against Mar. I think it'll be spread out enough. You have Waka against the Giants. I mean, you have cheaper end pitchers. Go in good matchups against bad teams. So, like, the only way that I play, like, a Detroit, anything other than maybe a one-off to, as a filler or something, maybe, is if I see ownership go up on Junis. But I, to me, I'd, I'd rather play Junis than these bad. Like, who am I – who do I pick out in this lineup that hits one off of Junis? I don't know. It could be any of them. And I don't want to play them all in my pool. I don't want to infect, like, 80 lineups that I'm playing by having, like – Victor Reyes one-offs with a zero or a Harold Castro at second base. So, like, I, if you want to stack, you want to play the vomitest of vomitest stacks, I prefer the Tigers against the Royals than the Marlins against Trevor Williams. So feel free to go ahead and do it. But I couldn't tell you who's going to do well in this lineup. Like, I'd rather go San Fran or the Cardinals instead. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any interest in any Detroit players. I've essentially written them off entirely. I occasionally play one to two Miami bats, but I don't play any Detroit Tigers anymore. Maybe Rodriguez if you really want to, but it's not a good idea. What about over on the other side, Ejax pitching up against a few guys that can hit the ball pretty hard? Do you think it, with people looking at his name that the Royals are going to be overowned? Yes, they're going to be overowned. Okay, because they're cheaper than like the Boston bats and the Twins bats. Like, I could see like Merrifield at forty seven hundred. You could play, that's a cash play. Like you could do that. Dozier and Solaire are in the similar range. Mondesi's an expensive bat, but obviously he has power and speed. It's just the it's just the bottom of this order is so horrible. Like if you want to play Ryan O'Hearn at, at for thirty four hundred, if you want to play Alex Gordon, you want to punt with Mabris Valoria for twenty nine hundred a catcher. Like, you're, you're, you're not nuts. I mean, that's perfectly fine. It's just that for GPPs, are people just going to run towards Edward Jackson with the Royals of all teams? I know they have a 5.7 implied run total. It's just that, am I ever excited about playing Chalk Royals? Probably shouldn't be. Then you can get a little bit more leverage by playing a bunch of Edwin Jackson. I'm glad you're going to do that, Blunder. <laughs> we'll see. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not. I'm already not liking this call at all. But I'm. I'm going to do it. Uh, you you want to have a pairing of Edwin Jackson and Michael Walker, and then pay up for all the bats and leave two K on the tape. What's going to win this slate is Edwin Jackson and Michael Michael Walker with a full Twins Red Sox double stack. That's what wins the slate there, guys. That's moderately sarcastic, so don't listen to that. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Diamondbacks versus San Diego, eight point five total here. Gallon versus Paddock. Let's start off with Paddock here, who has not been the same pitcher recently, but is all the way down at 8.3K. We know that he probably isn't going to go that late in the game, but his talent is absolutely better than his price tag. He just put up 30 points against the Giants. It's obviously not the Giants. It's obviously not as good of a ballpark. But this guy, this guy's good. And this price tag seems way too low. He could have just been getting unlucky in a lot of these starts. Some of them could have been bad matchups. Any interest in Paddock here at 8.3K? I have no problem using him whatsoever. I wouldn't consider him a cash play. I just think he's a little too volatile. Uh, And, I I mean, how do you pair him with Bieber and be able to get bats? So, like, you're playing Paddock in a lineup that doesn't have Bieber, and you're playing, like, you're going Paddock, Junis, and then playing, you know, whatever five-man stack you want. I get that. It's just a matter of he's he's just in a price range where, with Bieber – like you're gonna you're gonna have to play a vomit stack in order to make that happen. I'm actually more interested in using Zach Gallen on the other side because like any team that's like batting Nick Martini second, I got a target. No, I'm pretty sure Oakland did that, and that's when their team was mashing. But uh, did I get that right? Yeah, I got that right. Um, yeah, so Gallen over on the other side going up against a very high strikeout Padres team. They're a lot worse versus righties. Their lineup is not the same as it has been. We don't know exactly where they're going to roll out, but we know that about four of the bats in the lineup are not going to be good versus righties. Gallen does have a propensity to get a little bit wild, but this team does not walk at a high clip, and Gallen has actually been fairly good about holding or keeping runners from getting free passes here outside of the six-walk game versus Colorado. He hasn't had more than two walks in the last five starts or four starts. So, tell me, sell me on Gallon, other than what I just said. Well, San Diego is a 4.1 implied run total. Gallon is 9,600. And Merrill Kelly struck out this, like, they had like eight strikeouts. Merrill Kelly did. Zach Gallon's twice the pitcher of Merrill Kelly. It's a Not good Not according ballpark. to the Marlins. Uh, well, well, it depends. Uh, no, I, 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 no problem. The problem is, is that you can't use Gallon as an SP2. You're using him as an SP1. So uh, if Bieber doesn't have the greatest of performances and just like uh, just a 20-plus, 20 20-25 points, I think you could be fine with Gallon. I still think the, the proper construction in GPP is going to end up being Bieber and a low-priced pitcher, and then you build your stacks. But if you want to get a bit contrarian off of that, I, have no, I, I can't see Zach Gallon being, you know, more than 16, 15, 16% owned. Because at that point, people are just going to go up to Bieber and play Bieber Waka, Bieber, Bieber Jackson even. They're going to do something like that and not do like the middle of the road build of like Gallon Williams for the same type of price. So like I'm interested in Gallon if he's going to come lower on than he should be in this matchup. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty interested in Gallon. Like even like not playing Bieber, I'm probably still going close to all in on Bieber, but like, honestly, Gallon, it's not that bad of a pivot off of him. In big field tournaments here, Gallon does have an inability to get 
upwards of 30, 33 points here. With his walk issues going down, he can go later on in the game, especially with a free-swinging Padres team, that strikes out at a pretty big clip. He goes up over 100 pitches here. We've seen him get into the seventh inning multiple times this season here. He just put up a massive outing versus the White Sox a month and a half ago. Like Gallon does have the ability to outscore Bieber by 10 points in this type of matchup here. The Padres are a team that you should be targeting righties against, and Gallon could potentially put up a massive outing. So I'm I'm a little bit higher on Gallon than you are. Granted, I'm still probably going a lot of Bieber, but just thought I'd mention that there. San Diego, any interest in these bats at all? I mean, you could. I mean, sure, Machado, Hosmer, Naylor, something. I mean, you're not getting that. I mean, Machado's 4,400. Hosmer's 4,200. Naylor's 3,700. I'm like, they, they seem like efficiently priced. I mean, they're cheaper on average than other bats. But I mean, like, you could find a 40. I'd rather play like if Erie Adrianza is in the lineup, the Twins at 3,600. I'd be more interested in playing in that game than picking out a Padre. So it's very likely that I'm going to have a bunch of I'm going to be overweight on Gallon and just have zero Padres bats in my builds. Yeah, yeah, I'm right with you. No Padres bats for me. What about over on the other side? Diamondbacks going up against Paddock. I think the same thing here. Just uh, you could play Rojas if he's in because they never seem to price. They haven't priced him up yet. So like there, there's there's your cash outfielder. Even though he's up against Paddock, but like Paddock is not other than the past start. He's not been the same pitcher. But do I want to pay over 5K for Marte and Escobar against Paddock? I don't. Do I want to pay for Jared Dyson by himself? No. In a stack, sure. But then this Diamondback stack becomes like a 23K stack, and I don't want that. So if you wanted to play like a Jake Lamb or a, a Rojas, because they're just, they, they've not been priced up, you can. But I wouldn't consider them to be priorities. Yeah, I'm just on Rojas. Just because he's 2.7, he's a good hitter. Even though Paddock's a good pitcher, like, that's just too cheap for him. All right, on to the next game here. Angels versus A's here. We have a a 9.5 total. Sandoval going up against Roark here. Let's start off with Sandoval here, who just had a big outing. Going up against the A's, though, a little bit different situation, although it is a good pitcher's ballpark here. Sandoval, 7.9K. You using him? Uh, Not against the A's and their righties. That is correct. That is the correct answer. Um, let's go to the other side. Rorak, 8.5K. You using him against the Angels? Uh, the less lefties they have in their lineup, the more I want to use him. I'm not, I don't think he's uh, – like, Rorak is not a better pitcher than Paddock, like, but he's 200 more. I don't see – I see Rorak on this slate being 5% owned. But he's not that he's, – he's a much better pitcher than people think. And the Angels – Although in the beginning of the season had a low strikeout rate, their lineups now have a much higher one. Like, I don't want to see Edrelton Simmons in the lineup because he doesn't strike out. I don't want to see Pujols in the lineup. I mean, you probably will. But, I mean, the more, the more righties with a high strikeout rate that are in the lineup, the more I'm willing to play Rourke. And uh, the more lefties, I mean, he's kind of extremely split against lefties. So, like, the Otanis, the Calhouns, those types of players, like if for some reason one of them gets the day off because it's September, like it just it makes it better. But I, I, I don't – I think Rourke, for the context of the slate, is not really worth 8500 But if he's going to be 5% down, he could strike out seven or eight, and, uh, and you, ne- you never know what could happen. 
Yeah, I'm probably still just going to go Paddock over him. I'm not a big Rorick guy, and this isn't a high strikeout team outside of a few bats here, and he is worse versus lefties, and he's not going to face a whole lot of them, but I don't know. I mean, it, Oakland suppresses strikeouts a little bit with a big foul ground. That might help with run suppression, but it might not help with his overall fantasy upside here. I'm not using him. What about Angels bats? Mike Trout is 5,000. That uh, is do, correct. Do I just have to do, do, do I have to send out an email to people? It's 5,000. I don't care. If, I mean, well, he doesn't have the platoon advantage. Well, he's Mike Trout. So, I mean, I don't care that he's, oh, he's in Oakland, but he's Mike Trout. He's 5,000. Plug him in your cash lineup. Move on. Yeah, Mike Trout without the platoon advantage is still better than 99% of starting baseball players with the platoon advantage. Uh, it's just that simple. Mike Trout's that good. 462 Woba, 382 ISO versus righties. Right on there. Don't mind throwing in Otani here. Has enough power, 4.2K. Calhoun's fine going up against Roark, but not going over ambitious on a stack here. Just likely those three guys. What about over on the other side with the A's? You chasing Chris Davis, as we many of us have for months here at 3.5K? I'm going to have to. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in at this point. I like the righties. I like Chapman at 4,300. I think he could, you could play him in cash on DraftKings. Uh, Canna's 4,600. I think people aren't going to want to pay for him. I don't mind doing it. Chris Davis, 3,500. I think you could, you bet you, you don't, if Pinder's in the lineup, he turns into something, someone else by the sixth inning. So just be aware of that. He, he may only get two at bats, but like, I don't mind Sheldon Noose if he's in the lineup, jerks in pro far. I don't mind the stack because I don't think people are playing it. I think because people don't like playing, oh, they're, they're, it's in Oakland. And San, but Sandoval, if, if he's not on, I know he only has a very small sample size, but he could walk five batters. I mean, if he, he doesn't have control. The A's have a 5.4 implied run total, which if we compare it to other teams on the slate, I mean, that's almost that's the same as the Twins. And we're talking about how many Twins can we get. So if we're going to say how many Twins are we going to get, how many Indians are we going to get, Oakland, uh, they, they have as much of an implied run total. So to me, if I see aggregate ownership here of like 4 or 5% on an eight-game slate, I'd much rather play the A's as a stack than play the Twins, the Red Sox, the Indians, all the uh, Royals at twice the ownership. I mean, my real problem is Sandoval has an incredible changeup, and he just destroys righties with it. So, I don't know. I got... Like, I, Chapman, 4.3K, too cheap for him. Davis, 3.5K, too cheap for him. Outside of those guys, Sandoval's shown pretty big reverse splits. I don't expect his numbers against lefties to hold. Like, there's no absolutely no reason for them to hold. But with this changeup here is inducing a decent amount of ground balls. And his slider is, like, when he occasionally pitches it, gets a decent amount of ground balls here. He isn't getting a bunch of hard contact. Like, he's, well, I guess he is. But he's not getting fly balls, so I don't see too many home runs here. Chapman's the one extreme fly ball hitter in the lineup. And honestly, I'd rather play Olsen, I think, than Canna with Sandoval's reverse splits here. The dude has a ton of power, and he's a big fly ball hitter going up against a not fly ball pitcher. So I I don't think I'm stacking these guys up. Maybe a three-man, but like I guess Pinder's 3.2K if he's in the lineup. That's just too cheap. Yeah, but Pinder turns into Grossman. He turns into Seth Brown. He turned. He's 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 in camouflage. He's uh, metamorphosizing. I play him, and he always turns into someone else by the third at bat. 
Yeah, at three point two k, that's fine. But you're getting two at bats. I'd rather. Okay, here's the question, Grant: Would you rather two Pinder at bats or four Brinson at bats? Two Pinder at bats. Okay, well, that's probably the correct answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm probably just gonna stay away from the A's, and I love playing the A's, but it's it's Chapman, it's Chris Davis, but I'm not overwhelmingly into righties versus Sandoval. Let's move on to the last game of the night here. Dodgers versus Rocky. Sensatella versus Ryu. There is a 9.5 implied team total, and the Dodgers are a 340 favorite. Surprise, surprise there. Let's uh, start off with Sensatella. Any interest in him? Can he pitch 90 pitches? I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I don't think he'll last 90 pitches, so it doesn't matter. The, I Truthfully, I'd rather play Edwin Jackson then play Antonio Senzatella this late. There we go. Jackson going to crush on this late, guys. Don't play that much Jackson, just so you know. Um, Ryu on the other side. His price tag is a little bit enticing at 9.2K. Going up against a Colorado team away from Colorado. Any interest in Ryu? I'm, I'm never a big Ryu fan because I, I never when, I never see – whenever I play him, he gets two strikeouts. And I'm like, okay, what was, what was the point of paying for that? So like how many I think times this, have you played him? I don't play him that often. Then I guess I think you've played him twice this year. Then <laughs> right. Well, it, it just see, I'd I'd rather play Gallon. I'd rather play Paddock. I'd, I mean, I get why you would play him. He's not a bad play. It just I don't know. You're playing him as an SP one, which means you're not playing Bieber. And I'd like he's ninety two hundred. I I'll I'll find the. 2300 and get Bieber and play it. I'll play Edwin Jackson and Bieber before I play Ryu as my SP one. So that's, that's the problem I have. It's not Ryu himself. You take the Indians off the slate. Now we have all different conversation, but like Bieber's upside this slate compared to all the other pitchers is night and day. So I'd rather not screw around with 9,200 Ryu. Yeah. Again, I'm probably going all in on Bieber, but Ryu is in play. The Rockies aren't very good versus Lefties outside of Coors here. I mean, you got Arenado, you got Story, but a lot of these bats are not very good here. Wait to see what the lineup is. They could have a whole bunch of just bad bats in there, but it, it's it's not going to be great for the Rockies here. They're not going to do well. Ryu may not have a great fantasy adding, but I'd still say he's in play. He's a little bit too cheap. Colorado bats, we cross him off, or are you actually playing Arenado and Story against the lefty, which is never a bad idea. I would consider it only if Ryu picked up ownership, but I don't even think he will. So I'm not paying these prices for the Rockies with a 3.3 implied run total. Right there with you. Dodgers, top stack on the slate, question mark. <laughs> I, I, think the, the, I think the chalk bats this slate are going to be some type of combination of Dodgers and Royals against Edward Jackson. That I, truthfully, I think Senzatella is a worse pitcher than Edwin Jackson. He doesn't strike out anyone. At least Edwin Jackson strikes people out, and when he's not, he's given up a million runs. But Senzatella doesn't even do that. So, like, depending on their lineup, like Pollock at 4,300, if Lux is in at 3,700, it depends if, like, Peterson's priced up now at 53, but, like, Seager's 4,300, that's the chalk shortstop. Justin Turner at 4,700, obviously Bellinger, but he's the most expensive bat in the lineup. Uh, you're probably not going to play Will Smith at 5,100 until they start pricing him down a little, but probably he'll still be owned against Zenzatella. So uh, they have the highest, I believe, yes, they have the highest 
implied run total on the slate. And they're, some of these bat prices are underpriced. So I fully expect to see the Dodgers as chalk tomorrow. Yeah, I'm still fine playing with them. I mean, there's still the thing. We don't know when their lineup's going to come out. If their lineup doesn't come out till later, there's a chance that people aren't playing them as much. It's a late night game, so that might draw down their ownership. I'm still playing the Dodgers, but I mean, you should also probably look at guys like Pollock, guys like Seager in your cash game just because of the matchup and the price tag here. All the guys are in play, though. All right, let's get to the morning grind game and then get out of here. Pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Oh, Jacob Junis. Good call. Edwin Jackson is my answer, guys. That's wow. a very ballsy answer. Oh, wow, you're going, you're going hog wild with this. Honestly, like. It's not that no, bad of a pick, truthfully. I'm making it out. It really isn't. I mean, in comparison to going with Trevor Williams instead or uh, Sandoval, but still. Balls out. Pitcher over 8K to get under 15 fantasy points. Even though I, I, I said that, that he's not as bad of a pitcher, I'm going to go with Tanner Rourke. I'm going to go with Barrios here. Um, hitter over 4K to hit a home run. Over 4K to hit a home run. Uh, it's not going to be a Royal because I, 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 we're on the Edwin Jackson train. So, I mean – how do I not say Bellinger in this spot? Yeah, that's a good one. I am going a little bit more ballsy with Fran Mill Reyes. Hitter under 4K to get two or more hits. Well, it's not Crush Davis. Although he's been getting hits. Yeah, he hasn't been hitting home runs, but he's he's been putting the ball in play. So two or more hits. Yeah. I'm go, I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Starlin Marte. Oh, under 4K. I always forget this. I'm like, oh, yeah, this game would be so much easier if I could just play the the, the good players. <laughs> I've done that before. I, I just like think the second or third time where I'm like, I pick the guy. It's like, well, like, well you can't pick that <laughs> that high of a guy. Oh, because now I have to look at bad hitters. I'm like, who's under 5, 4K that has any pulse that, I, that I'd want to play? Fine. Let, let me go with uh, – I'll go with Josh Rojas. All right, I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt. Stack to score over six runs. You got you got to say the Dodgers. I mean, it's Senzatella. I mean, they're going to be the chalk, but they should be. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of – I'm going Cleveland. Um, all right, I think that should do it. Blender, thanks for joining me. Any last-minute thoughts on the slate? Uh, let's, let, let's see what happens. Make sure – uh, if Edwin Jackson has a good game or a bad game, not an average game, make sure you, you tweet at us at Blender HD and at uh, I can never uh, Genie for zero seven. zero seven. Hey, you I nailed Smiley the other day. <laughs> either make fun of us. You can absolutely. I mean, call, anyone calling to play Edwin Jackson is absolutely ridiculous. But you know what? I did call the Sparkman game, so I can just. I have an entire year of carte blanche, I believe. <laughs> You're right. If it, when you call the Sparkman, when you because that was nuts. <laughs> oh, like this could this could be the this could be the 32 point Edwin Jackson game. I'm not going that heavy. I just want a like a 30 or a 24 point smiley game. Just I just want that all over again. All right, guys, it's been fun. Stevie will be back tomorrow. Hopefully he is safe. Hopefully he still has internet at his place. 
And hopefully, hopefully he's not napping right now when I send this over for him to put up. We'll be back tomorrow. We're out of here. See you, kids.